0: Welcome to Light Ridge Living Book, the podcast where we hear the stories of our students, staff, and faculty and get to know each other a little better. So sit back, relax, and listen to the stories that make our lightning family spark. Welcome to our very first episode of Light Ridge Living Book. Uh, today, we are very happy to have Dr. Ryan Hitchman as our very first guest today. Welcome, Dr. Hitchman.
1: Thank you, Miss Cyber. I'm excited to be here.
0: So the idea behind this podcast is that we can all just get to know each other a little better. We have lots of stories to share. We all have different experiences and we can learn about each other and learn from each other's histories. So the first question that I'm gonna ask Dr. Hitchman and that I'll start off with every week is, what is your why? In education, we talk about the why. Why did you become a teacher? Why do you wanna work with students? Why did you become a coach? So what's your why? Uh,
1: My why is really to provide opportunities to students and to staff members. Um, I remember going to school whenever I was in high school and we had so many opportunities I never knew about. Uh, I always felt like I was not included on something or wow, I wish I would have known that this meeting would have occurred at this time or there was this interest I could have participated in. So the reason I became uh, gone into administration is because I want to provide those opportunities for students and for staff to make sure that they do not fall through the cracks. Uh, I also just like helping people. I want to see people succeed. I want people to do the best that they can. I really want our students and our staff members to really follow their interests, follow their passions, and do what's really interesting to them. Uh, I think so so many times in education, we spend so much time focusing on what you need or what the weaknesses are of our students or or our teachers but we really need to focus on what are our passions, what are our strengths, and what are those interests, and how do we kind of cultivate the talents that all of our students have, because all of our students have talents, all of our staff have talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we can do is provide them with opportunities so they can showcase their talents and showcase their abilities uh, so that you know, education really designed around the child. I firmly believe in a personalized educational environment for our students. I believe that every single one of our students has a gift, Every single one of our students is special, and every one of our students can make a contribution uh, to the world, and our job as educators is to really help our students maximize what their potential is.
0: That's awesome. Uh, so what kind of student were you when you were in school?
1: Uh, I would state academically, I probably was not the strongest student. Um, I grew up, I had a stuttering problem until I was in sixth grade. I was one of those students. Both my younger brothers were straight-A students. Uh, I was not. Uh, My grades were a little bit uh, more of the B, C, occasionally D range. When I remember my grades were so bad that I remember my dad, uh, that was one of my heroes, he sat me down and said, Ryan, you're going to do two things in your life. You're going to work with your hands or you're going to work with your brain and my dad worked in the steel mills. Everyone I knew grew up, they, they worked in the steel mills or the coal mines, and I decided that you know, I really want to use my brain. I wanted to go ahead and find you know a subject that interested me. Fortunately, my favorite subject was history and geography. That was just something my grandmother always had books laying around. My grandmother would take us out uh, to, to Gettysburg. We'd go on trips there, and it really uh, it showed me that this is something that's interesting. It's something that, probably my strongest classes that I had. I had some great social studies teachers in high school. During my last quarter of my senior year in high school, I decided I wanted to earn straight A's. And uh, no one, I would say, not a lot of people thought I could do that except for my grandmother. Uh, and end up getting straight A's except in one class, which was health and PE, because <laughs> I had missed so many days of class because I was... Uh, participating in, in different activities outside school, and I just never bothered to make up tennis lessons. What was funny was I was teaching the my health and PE teacher's daughter how to swim because I was a lifeguard and I was a swim instructor. And uh, whenever I showed up to teach swimming lessons the next day, uh, Miss Bankovich asked, uh, "Oh, Ryan, how how were your grades?" I'm like, "You know, fourth quarter turned out really well. I had all A's except for." She goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll go back. I'll change. It, I'll change." It. I'm like, you don't have to go change that. I should have. I should have made up the tennis lessons. I, I should have showed up for that unit. Um, you know, she went back and, and she did change the grade, uh, even though I told her she didn't have to because I, that's what I deserved. I, I earned a B, and it's I believe in life. You know, it, when you're in high school, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to take responsibility for your actions, and that's one of the other reasons I got an education. I want students to know that you know we we want to stay away from the big mistakes. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to have things that don't go the way that you plan. Uh, but you know, we need to take responsibility for it. We need to acknowledge what we did, and then we just need to move on. Uh, sometimes people stay stuck in the past and they keep focusing on what they didn't do right. Uh, I mean, I earned straight A's in all my classes, including calculus. And I wasn't—I wasn't the most gifted math student. Uh, in English, you know. It, so sometimes we just really need to focus on. You know what our strengths are. We, we get so worried about what we're not doing well or we get stuck something that didn't go the way we planned that we sometimes ignore all the other things that that we did. So uh, you know it's, it, it kind of ties back to why I became an educator. I just I want to provide hope to our students and uh, I want to provide hope to them very similar to the way that uh, some of my teachers provided hope to me.
0: That's great. I definitely had that from my education that I had lots of teachers who kind of gave me that hope and, and that inspiration to kind of keep me moving forward, And which was why I got into education as well, was from those teachers yeah. who initially inspired me. It was one of my social science teachers. Uh, we called her Mother Mayland yeah. <laughs> because she was like a mom to all of us. She was so passionate about wanting to teach us and wanting us to learn about the world around us. So that was one of the reasons that I got into education. What is one of the difficult, challenging, or funniest moments you've experienced as an educator?
1: Um, This is, geez, I was thinking about this the other day of how many years I have been in education. It is difficult for me to believe that this is my 23rd year in education. This is my 19th year as a school administrator, so I only taught for four years. And then became a high school assistant principal, and then just kind of followed the 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 principal route from there. Um, You know, the the things that I remember are just things that we had with students, and just the relationships that you build with students. Um, I was a former coach as well. I coached track and field, and I remember, um, you know, just having students who I coached pole vaulting and. I never pole vaulted before in my life, but we needed someone to do it, so I said, I'll coach it. Um, and then we had kids that you know, had never pole vaulted before in their life and decided, decided to coach that. And I just remember you know, how hard the kids worked and uh, you know, we ended up qualifying three athletes for, for the state meet, and they had never done pole vaulting before in their wow. life. I'd never done it. and you know, We were able to, all, all of us including myself, were able to clear 10 feet. And we worked at it, and it's just one of those things that, you. Know, you You remember those types of stories, I remember uh, just being in class, I I remember just bizarre bizarre things. Uh, Just seeing kids faces light up, seeing a student who didn't think they were capable of doing something, having that breakthrough moment um, is what really kind of makes me want to continue in education. Uh, providing opportunities for students and finding how I can how I can help them. And I think that as educators, we need to build a lot more bridges instead of building walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that if there's things that our students are interested in, we need to find out what their interests are and how as we as educators can help them kind of pursue their passions, pursue their interests, and you know anything we can do to help them out. I mean, we have this brand new state of the art building that that we're going to have here at Lightridge. Um, we have a whole room that's just dedicated to makerspace. We have you know a total of 12 3D printers in, in, in that room alone. So how can we have our students utilize the equipment, utilize all the resources that we have at the school? Um, so I I just I remember situations like that, um, but you know, you focus on the good times you focus on the things that sometimes have nothing to do with what you're teaching in your class or yes. what you thought you were going to do during the course of that day. Um, but it's just the interactions with students and just seeing their eyes light up and just seeing whenever they have that moment that just clicks. Um, you know, it, it's it's odd right now in this time, Amy, because I miss the energy and enthusiasm of students, and I just can't wait until we have students in this building because that. The energy and is just it, it's, it's kind of lacking right now um, but uh, one day we will eventually have students in the building and whenever they do come in uh, and they're here uh, we want to make sure that we're giving them uh, all the opportunities that we can to help them succeed.
0: It is and I, I can't imagine what this building is gonna be like when we have all the students here, what that energy is gonna be. Cause while it is lacking, it's still, we've had virtual faculty meetings and virtual everything. And I already feel like we have such a community of staff members here and everyone is so supported and so, so excited and so passionate. And I just can't, for us to all be together and then have the students on top of that, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be truly something very special. Yeah,
1: and, and just adding upon that, having the student forums that we had during the course of the summer and having the parent coffee and chats and being able to do those every other week, uh, you know, starting in May, having those opportunities to have those different touch points with students and also with parents as well. And we really wanted to have the students and parents have you know a say in how Lightridge was designed? Yes. Uh, what the opportunities they could have in the building? So I just I appreciate all the parents and students that have been able to join us for those parent coffee and chats. I appreciate the students who uh, every other Tuesday from uh, four to five o'clock they were there and we had in our last session we had over a hundred students attending. And-
0: I know you've been trying to connect with the community for a while because you did the runs with parents yeah. for <laughs> a, over a year now. You've been yep. doing the weekly runs and running is something that you've done for a while but you didn't pole vault. No. Were you a runner in, in high school? Did you participate in any sports?
1: No actually no. Whenever I was in high school um, no I, I, I tried swimming I, I actually my first love was basketball I loved playing basketball um, However I went from being the tallest student in sixth grade to being one of the shortest students in eighth grade <laughs> so going from being a uh, being a forward to a shooting guard I wasn't that great of a shooter either uh, they decided that you, know, you kind of needed to do something else uh, so decided to go ahead and, and do a little bit of swimming do a little bit of wrestling and uh, you know, just trying to do different things. I'm not, I would say, a gifted athlete. Uh, running is just something that kind of, I, I always like to do, mm-hmm. it was something that, uh, you know, I, I did it for fun, uh, I did it for enjoyment. When I played soccer, uh, I was always, you know, one of the, one, I wasn't always the fastest person out there, but I was one that I could just continue to have that distance. So, uh, running just kind of helps me just kind of, you know, Think about things when I go out for a run and just I like to spend some time and reflection about what's going on during the day plus I also think it's a social activity to do. Um,
0: How but, many marathons have you done?
1: Uh, I've run five marathons. Wow. Uh, I've done Marine Corps a few times. Uh, been able to do Nashville as well which is a hilly course. Uh, that's my first one I don't recommend that. If you're <laughs> first. Uh, I like to run half marathons. My wife and I, we both travel. When Our goal is to run a half marathon in all 50 states. So uh, we're about halfway there right now. That's um, a cool goal. Had, had some more places planned for this spring, but those kind of got canceled. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's something that, you know, my, my wife and I, we tend to enjoy to go and do. We don't necessarily run together, uh, but it's just something when you're at Marine Corps and there's 35,000 other people at the starting line that have the same goal as you. And the goal isn't, to finish first. I'm not going to finish first in any of the races that, that I run in. But just knowing that you're out there with 35,000 other people that have the same goal. Not to finish first, but to finish. When to finish. Uh, That's the most important thing.
0: To finish up, I two of my passions are traveling and reading. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you, what's the favorite place you've ever been to <laughs> or would like to travel to? And what book are you currently reading or what's your favorite book that you've ever read?
1: Wow, um, let's start with the traveling first because I also like to travel. Um, you know, my wife and I we were scheduled to go to Spain uh, back in March. Uh, that didn't quite happen, so yeah. our goal is to still get to Spain, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get there when we're able to do so. Um, been to Iceland. Iceland was interesting. Uh, going there in December because uh, we want 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 to see the Northern Lights, yes. and, and Iceland is different, and because uh, it. A lot of people speak English but Icelandic is completely a different type of language but the people there were just so friendly uh, it was right before right before the holidays and just their traditions that they have in Iceland are much different than the traditions we have here in the United right. States uh, probably one of my favorite places to go to is Alaska um, Denali just going hiking through Denali National Park is fantastic um, just love going there. My wife and I, we love to go hiking. So every time we go someplace, if we can't find a race, we need to go ahead and hike. Sometimes we do both. We did a race up in Vermont and the day before we we went hiking Mount Mansfield, the highest peak in Vermont. So, uh, not probably the smartest thing to do before you you run a a half marathon, but, um, but you
0: you did it and you finished,
1: we finished and we had a great time there. And, uh, you know, it, but you know, travel is one of those things that you know, I, I just, I think we have to sometimes get out of our comfort zone. We have to go ahead and explore the world. We have to explore other places. We have to you know, you know, meet people from different cultures and just have an open mind. Yes. Um, any, place that, any place that we go to. Um, so I would say uh, Denali National Park in Alaska is just awesome. But Denali what was neat. Uh, Iceland, my wife and I are looking forward to going back there. Uh, did just, you
0: see the Northern Lights? Did yes, you catch did. them? Yes, we did.
1: We had uh, we had a great tour guide. We went there with another couple, uh, and uh, we had this guy, and, and it's and he, he he just he was someone that just loved what he did, and uh, to be able to see where two tectonic plates are pulling apart, and being able to see that, and being able to walk from the North American plate over to the Eurasia plate, and there's a bridge that's there to wow. do that. And I have to keep adding onto the bridge because. It, it is it's moving, shifting. Um, but being able to see the Northern Lights it was just it, it, that was amazing. Um, we went out and we we're it, it's it's we were, we were out somewhere for like two hours, didn't see anything because our tour guide said it's clear. It's never this clear in <laughs> December, so because they had like great weather whenever whenever we were traveling there. And then as we're driving back, you he kept looking for these white wispy clouds because. Unless it's really strong, you don't see that green light. So you have to use a camera or light to actually see the northern lights. And okay. My wife was just taking pictures. She took a picture and was like, oh, is it, are these the northern lights here? And we looked and there was like this white wispiness. And he just pulled off the side of the road and yelled at us to get out of the car in Icelandic. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. He sang up the camera and we're, we're standing there in the middle of nowhere. And it's cold. It's like 15 degrees outside. Yeah. There's nothing else around mm-hmm. you. And he says, stay right there, but smile. And he's running behind the camera with his light, with his flashlight on on his phone. And we're like, what is this guy doing? And he's just running back and forth and taking pictures. And when you have the light, I guess when the pictures were going. When you have that light in the background, it makes Northern Lights look a lot nice. Look, it just brightens them up brightens a lot them. more. So, Interesting. so we got some really great pictures from there. But you know, if you didn't have an individual tour guide like that, you would never know. Never this. would know. We, we went past. You know, they had buses that were there, and people are out, off the buses, and they're just kind of take pictures all around. And right. you know, we're fortunate that, that we had a great guide. But it's uh, I, I Iceland, and Alaska, are probably my two favorite places I've been to. We're still hoping to get to Spain. Uh, the book books that I'm reading right now. Uh, we actually just put this in everyone's mailbox. It is you know teaching in a 100% distance learning environment. <laughs> uh, I like to read books about sports. I like to read books about history. Um, you know, one I, I like to read just things. Uh, you know. Um, I'm from Lake Trove, Pennsylvania, home of Mr. Rogers. So I like to read a lot of, uh, you know, it's great day in the neighborhood, uh, by Mr. Rogers. I'm also a big, uh, Pittsburgh sports fan. So anything that that has the history of the Steelers, pirates or penguins, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read that. Um, but there, you know, I also like to read, you know, one of my favorite authors is Hemingway. So I like to read, read, you know, just read, reread some of the things that he has. I also like to read motivational books, good to great drive, um, Probably the two that I, I will go to the most. The big ones. Um, but you know, it's one of those I, I tend to have a lot of different books that that I read. So I'll pick something up, take a break, pick up something else, take a break, pick up something else, take and take a break. So uh, right now, I want to say I'm working on uh, just uh, "For Whom the Bell Tolls." So okay. that's probably the one I'm reading for fun right now. Hefty. That's
0: a hefty fun it's, read. You
1: know it, 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 it's a fun read. Um, there's one that I'm reading uh, that, that I started. It's called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. It's like 800 pages long.
0: It is. I've uh, read that one. Yes. Yes. So that
1: one, uh, it, it took me, I think I, I read that one last summer. So it was a good book, but you know, it's one of those. It's a fake, big one. It's a big one. You're going to be there for a while.
0: <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really to appreciate you. it. Thanks for listening to our first episode. A special thank you to Dr. Hitchman for being our first guest. If you're interested in reading some of the books mentioned as Dr. Hitchman's favorites, you can request them through the library. Visit lightridgelibrary.org and complete the hold request form. Credit to anchor and audio blocks for our music and transitions. If you are interested in being a future guest or composing original music for this podcast, please reach out to Amy Ivory at amy.ivory at lcps.org. Stay tuned for our next episode coming soon.